The first of the 2020 winter holidays is today, and happy Thanksgiving to one and all. I'm Sean Tubbs, and I'm grateful that you've tuned in to what is also the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter and Newscast for Thursday, November 26, 2020. This program comes to you thanks to the financial support from about a fifth of the audience. I am grateful for these contributions, which are helping me to make this a viable option. This is the work I believe in doing, and I'm here to work for the community. I'll make my pitches later in the program, but for now, my sincere gratitude to each of you. On this Thanksgiving Day, the seven-day average for new COVID-19 cases in Virginia is almost the same number as today's report of 2,600 new cases. It's 2,588 for that seven-day average. The trajectory for other indicators is also upward, with a seven-day average of new daily cases per 100,000 population at 30.4, and the total number of new cases per 100,000 population within the last 14 days is 362.5. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another 59 cases, with 30 of them reported in Albemarle and 10 in Louisa. The incidence rate of seven days of new daily cases per 100,000 population in Albemarle is 15.1, and the total number of new cases per 100,000 population is 166.5. Those numbers for Louisa County are 19.8 and 198.5. Elsewhere in the area, Augusta County reports another 51 cases today. Their incidence rate is 35.6, and the total number of new cases per 100,000 within the last 14 days is 409.5. In Culpeper County, there are another 75 cases, and their total number of new cases per 100,000 population is 1,055. Five students at Albemarle County's Woodbrook Elementary have tested positive for COVID-19 and will now isolate at home for the next 10 days. That's according to an email sent to parents and published on Twitter by one of the parents. The county school system entered stage three of its return to school plan, which returns elementary students on a hybrid basis as well as some older students. A school dashboard with confirmed COVID-19 cases has not yet been updated, but indicates there has been one student at Albemarle High School who has been infected and one at Baker Butler Elementary. On Tuesday, the school system sent out an email that laid out the conditions required before they will revert back to a virtual model. If for seven consecutive days in Albemarle County, the number of new cases per 100,000 persons within the last 14 days exceeds 200, and the percentage of diagnostic tests that are positive during the last 14 days exceeds 8%, Albemarle County Public Schools will shift to stage one of our return to school plan, which is virtual instruction for all students. Today, the former metric is 166.5, and the percent positivity is at 1.46%. This is another reminder that percent positivity in the Blue Ridge Health District is skewed downward due to the high number of tests at the University of Virginia. This Thanksgiving, there are likely many of us who are seeing our loved ones from afar, thanks to the magic of teleconferencing. But many in the rural parts of our community don't have the bandwidth to participate. The Albemarle Broadband Authority is working on several projects to expand high-speed internet to more of the community. One such item comes through the Virginia Telecommunications Initiative, or VATI, which is a program of the Virginia Department of Housing and Community Development. 
Mike Culp is Albemarle's Director of Information Technology, and he briefed the authority yesterday on how the county is using $291,000 in VATI funds allocated to bring service to 838 homes. Eight project areas that are under construction. So most of the project areas are currently under construction, and we're hearing from many of the residents, some of them which go up to the, the folks doing the work and ask them, is this CenturyLink? And the answer is yes. Culp said the goal is to complete these projects by March 5th. More information is available in a frequently asked questions list. ABBA is applying for additional projects, but withdrew one specific location due to a request from one of CenturyLink's competitors. Um, one of our project areas was successfully challenged and we're, we've removed it from the, the application and that's the Boonesville area. Um, CVIC has a number of members in the Boonesville area that are off the Whitehall substation and CVIC came in and said we would prefer that you not include that in your application. Culp said the county would have to encourage CVIC to use its Firefly subsidiary to expand coverage in that area. Albemarle is also working on three broadband projects that have been funded through the county's portion of the Federal CARES Act. These are $697,000 towards Chantel for their Beam wireless service that could serve up to 2,000 people, $230,000 for CVIC's Firefly service to serve 62 locations in the Midway area, and a $32,500 contribution for Nelson Cable to extend service in the Scottsville area. The Albemarle Board of Supervisors will get a report on the authority at their meeting on January 20th. Supervisor Liz Palmer of the Samuel Miller District said she wants to make sure they know what is going on. We have a lot more work to do, but sometimes I think that the board as a whole um, doesn't recognize how much has actually gotten done, which I think is, a, is not enough. But it's a reasonable amount, and I'd like to make sure that we um, really communicate that. Earlier this month, the Board of Supervisors directed staff to find additional funding to further expand broadband. The authority also talked about upcoming bills in the next General Assembly that might assist localities in providing service. Mike Culp is a member of the 17-member Broadband Advisory Council, which advises Virginia's governor on the issue. That body meets again on Friday, December 4th. As the new year approaches, localities across the Commonwealth are waiting to see if their projects will receive funding in the fourth round of the Virginia Department of Transportation's smart scale process. Albemarle and Charlottesville are in the Culpeper District, and their eight projects are competing with 30 other projects in the district for that funding. You can review the projects in a link in the newsletter. The total cost estimates for all of those projects is $374 million, and those localities are requesting a cumulative total of $349 million. Less than a tenth of that is likely available. The results will be announced in January. Though there will certainly not be as many gatherings this Thanksgiving, it is quite likely that there will be plenty of empty glass bottles left over at the conclusion of holiday meals. That's as good a time as any to give a quick update on efforts to divert those bottles from landfills. Jesse Warren is with UVA Sustainability, and he's a member of the Albemarle Solid Waste Alternatives Advisory Council, or SWAC. Glass is one of the unique things about Central Virginia that we can actually step in and do something about. 
that something, is working with the many producers of wine, beer, and cider in the region to gather up as many of the empties together to make a viable source for new containers. In late October, SWAC invited Scott DeFife of the Glass Packaging Institute to talk about an idea. We could recover significantly more glass from our region than we do now by getting it out of the landfill and single-stream recyclable streams. If we can get enough glass through this region, then we can potentially attract a bottle manufacturer to come and take that glass and do what they call beneficiate it into a new product. Warren said the issue with single-stream recycling is that the glass is too contaminated with other materials to be useful, so it gets used as landfill cover. Instead, SWAC is encouraging source separation, where the end user keeps glass empties separate from other waste. Warren said three steps are involved in this process. The first one is working with the solid waste planning unit to get the glass from Fluvanna, Albemarle, Nelson, Madison, Louisa to IVMUC. What's happened is Ivy has negotiated a contract with a hauler that will allow them to receive this glass at no tipping charge. The IVMUC is the Ivy Material Utilization Center. Warren said UVA sends its glass there, and now he is working with localities to assemble more tonnage to go to Ivy. The second step would be coming up with a unified campaign for on-site beverage manufacturers to have dedicated bins that would be picked up by a dedicated hauler for a fee. So to put some context to this, UVA does about 40 tons of glass a year. And based on our initial calculations, we think we could recover hundreds from the region. And so our question is, to these individual businesses, where are you and how much glass do you have? Then the question is, how to find a hauler to do the work? Before then, Warren is asking interested parties to answer a survey. There are no meetings today, and I hope you are spending meaningful time with the people most important to you. And that's it for this Thanksgiving edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. As I said at the beginning of the show, I'm really grateful for financial support. And one way you can do that is to subscribe through Substack, thanks to those who have done so. Send me a monthly contribution through Patreon to support general government research that I do. You can send me a one-time payment through Venmo, or you can mail me a check. That's all going to go towards getting this business off of the ground. Now, let's conclude with a quick farewell from Bucky Walsh, the chair of the Albemarle Broadband Authority. Thank you all very much. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and uh, please be safe wherever you are and whatever you do. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you, thank you all. Thank you so much. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Afternoon, good evening, and good night.